0: Welcome to Pride Global's first miniseries, For But First People, presented in partnership with the National Minority Supplier Development Council. My name is Radia Barnes and I'll be your host. As proud partners of the NMSDC, the entire Pride Global team is thrilled to be bringing you this podcast. We'll be meeting with other Corporate Plus members and sponsors to learn how being minority-owned companies has shaped their business strategies, the relationship between sponsorship and membership, and much, much more. Join us each month to listen and learn from their stories. Hello, and thank you for joining us on this episode of But First, People's Miniseries with the NMSDC. We have the honor of having Betty Mineta on our episode today. Betty is the founder, president, and CEO of Argent Associates, a tech centric software development and integration firm. She built the multi million dollar company's legacy by creating innovative supply chain solutions while keeping its commitment to environmental protection. She is an influential executive and strategic entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience driving transformation and growth for global technology and telecommunications companies and startups. Betty also helps direct the national minority and women-owned business conversation and policies through her board memberships. Thank you for joining us today, Betty. So thank you so much for joining us. So happy to have you. Betty Manetta from Argent Associates.
1: Thank you, Redia. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for uh, taking time out to talk to me.
0: Most definitely. It's my pleasure. So I want to get to know you. I want to know a little bit about you. You graduated from both Rutgers and Seton Hall. Is that correct? So you're you're New Jersey.
1: Yes, I'm a Jersey girl.
0: (laughs) How was your time at those schools?
1: Oh, well, uh, I worked full time. So uh, it was a little bit challenging, going to school part time uh, at night, uh, raising two children, being married, uh, full time job. So um, but it was fun. I mean, you know, I had to do it. My parents didn't have the money to send me to college, um, and I wasn't the best of students. I liked to party, so <laughs> I had to do it the old-fashioned way: part time at night and um, through tuition refund. So mm-hmm. uh, my my both my bachelor's and my master's was paid for by corporate America.
0: Wonderful! I love that. And listen, we've all had our 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 party times. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what I learned and what I was really excited to learn about is that you started out much like me in telecommunications. You started out That's in right. corporate America. Um, I did as well. And um, it seemed like you had a great career, 20 years, maybe about 20 years that uh, you know, I read. Um, and you decided to be an entrepreneur and h- kind of go out on your own. Um, how did going from corporate America to having your own business, what was that like? And what what kind of prompted you to do that?
1: Well, you know, uh, as you know already, it wasn't easy. Um, But what prompted me was, uh, you know, at that time, back in the late 90s, uh, a lot of um, disruption uh, companies were right-sizing, downsizing, you know, doing all this stuff. And I just, um, I had learned about supplier diversity because I was always international. So that wasn't something that was um, really discussed. But when once I started doing domestic work, uh, I heard about supplier diversity. I happened to be—that was one of my functions at uh, uh, at AT and And so I said, "Hey, you know, if I leave, uh, uh, you know, can I get a package? And um, could I start my own business? And you know, so that's what prompted me to do. It. And of course, going from corporate America." To being a solopreneur because it was just me. Mm-hmm. So I was the uh, person that had to do the bids. I was the person that did fix the copier, answer the phones, had to go to events, you know. So, yeah, it was a challenge going from being a director, you know, having employees under mm-hmm. me to all of a sudden having to develop a website and do all those things. So um, it was uh, eye opening to say the least.
0: My goodness. So you were a one woman show
1: yes yes i was
0: (laughs) so tell us about argent
1: okay so i have two companies i'm president ceo of argent associates and chief operating officer of associar llc uh so we are technology innovation r d type companies uh argent associates really develops products uh processes um we have uh, several patents uh, all based on technology and associar is our engineering installation test and turn up of these technologies. Right? So I started out with supply chain and logistics being a value added reseller a distributor. Uh, and then of course, now we, we still have all that now on top of that, we bundle, uh, these other, uh, key capabilities. So we work with corporations, municipalities, universities, um, bringing sustainable solutions and community-engaging products uh, to support smart and safe buildings and cities. So right now, our focus has been uh, mostly on the um, uh, buildings and smart cities, uh, also looking at electrification of a lot of these different products and technologies.
0: Wow, very impressive. I, I love that. And you are a member of the National Minority Supplier Diversity Development, sorry, I always say diversity, Development Council.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, I am a member of the NMSDC since I started my company. So that was uh, the first thing I did was get certified through the NMSDC and WeBank.
0: Wonderful. Yes, we love WeBank as well. Uh, Yes. Have you found that the certification has helped you?
1: Uh, Yes, it does. um, There's two sides to it, right? It does open doors that typically, um, you know, especially in the federal or municipalities and agencies, they, they really uh, look to have uh, diverse and inclusion, uh, minority woman owned businesses. Uh, they uh, also want companies that are local. So mm-hmm. it does open a door. On the other side, they kind of pigeonhole you. Uh, when it comes to corporate America, sometimes you can only go through one door. Mm-hmm. And that makes it a little bit challenging because you want to be able to you know, play with the big boys too, right? right? I want to be able to go to the C suites, but unfortunately, they some some corporations and not all uh make you go through one path and that limits your ability to uh to have visibility and network within corporations.
0: Most definitely. Program, could you tell me a little bit about the program and uh how you think that it might have benefited you being a a, a part of the program?
1: Yeah, so Let's, you know, I think, Rahida, one of the things that we have to understand is what was the intent of Corporate Plus? Mm -hmm. It was really to kind of look at minority-owned businesses, certified minority-owned businesses. I want to say certified because we have to be very clear. Mm -hmm. This is for certified MBEs, as we call them. So you look at uh, companies that have been able to scale and grow and um, because, you know, all too often you get corporate partners that say, geez you know i can't find a minority owned company that can do this or that can do that so you know this was supposed to take the the best in class or those larger mbes and uh be able to like if one corporation wanted to hey do you know a company that that was the intent of it so um i think that it's kind of that's hasn't worked all the way Mm -hmm. but it has helped us because One of the things that uh, it gives me visibility to other corporate partners uh, and elevates us to uh, work with other certified MBEs. I think that that was one of the key things because now we're working with other uh, certified corporate plus MBEs and we're starting to create these ecosystems to go after larger businesses. Mm -hmm. And also, I think we have to remember that since 80% of our, of our minority universe are certified MBEs or class ones and twos, you know, how do we start elevating them? So I think our job as Corporate Plus is not only looking for business for ourselves, but also how do we lift up others? So um, that's kind of the, the thing that we're working on. Mm-hmm. and um, but, but it definitely has benefited us because we, we are able to work with other certified MBE Corporate Plus as well as uh, other corporations that are outside of our industry.
0: Yes, yes. And as you said, lifting up, I think that lifting up part is so important. Uh, and it, it's 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 so beneficial all the way around. Um, one of the uh, benefits to being in the program is that you are assigned a sponsor. Um, could you tell us who your sponsor is and if they've helped or what you've learned from them?
1: Well, yeah, that's another story. (laughs) So um, the problem is that uh, a lot of these companies have either um, been sold or Mm -hmm. they um, did joint ventures. So my sponsor originally was a company called Lucent. Mm -hmm. And then Lucent was purchased by Alcatel. And that became Alcatel Lucent. Mm -hmm. And my sponsor then retired and the people at the Talusin retired, and then that company was sold to Nokia. Right. So unfortunately, there was no, um, nothing that kind of strung along that said, hey, you have these uh, Corporate Plus partners, you know, and I think so it was, um, so the, the short answer <laughs> is I have no sponsor. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, um, you know, a lot of uh, companies don't know about Corporate Plus. So I think, one of our jobs is to make sure that we have processes in place that allows for Corporate Plus members when their sponsors either retire or the company is sold, that we have uh, someone that's kind of following those Corporate Plus that were part of that one company and making sure that they're aware that this even exists. So right. um, so yeah, the answer, yeah, I have no sponsor. <laughs>
0: Well you know what? I think uh, part of the the whole overall scope of what we're trying to do with the corporate plus program is to really identify those, you know, little issues that have been happening and bring it to the to, to the forefront and make resolutions. So I think
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why why am I going blank? Lorena, mm-hmm. yes. Lorena Valencia mm-hmm. and uh, and of course IC Williams has been a big big champion of ours. So I think you're gonna start seeing Uh, changes and yeah you're right that's why um, we're focusing on it because it does need revamping and and thank God for Ying because she was an MBE Mm -hmm. a certified MBE Mm -hmm. and so she understands and I think she was also corporate plus or the company that she worked for was corporate plus so she understands the challenges that we face so hopefully we'll start seeing some some movement here
0: Okay. And so I wanted to know, since you're a woman-owned business, you started your business on your own, has being a minority-owned business impacted your business growth growth in any way?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that um, as many companies, right, I think it helped me because of the industry that uh, I worked in, right? So telecommunications, like automotive, like pharma, these are programs that have been around for a long time. They have well- uh, organized supplier diversity programs. And so coming out of telecom, it helped me to quickly get certified because I knew the importance of certification and it opened up a lot of doors also because I knew some of the people that were in the, those corporations to begin with, they knew my capabilities. And, um, so I, I think it really has helped, but as I mentioned earlier, sometimes you get pigeonholed when you're, when you're trying to go into some new New industries that you have to go through one door. That one door mm-hmm. is supplier diversity. Mm-hmm. And some supplier diversity managers are great, and others may, you know, kind of um, uh, be a roadblock, if you will. But, you know, again, those are the challenges that many co- companies face. So, uh, but I think it has helped, bottom line.
0: Yes. And uh, looking at the success of your business, I would agree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are there any
0: supply diversity initiatives or impacts that your business is currently doing or um, is planning on doing?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's that's big, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Hispanic woman-owned business, um, I belong to, I um, sit on the board of the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I belong to WeBank, as I mentioned earlier, U.S. Uh, NMSDC. So, you know, I think that we have to remember that the communities that we serve are very important. Mm-hmm. So, 80%, or say 85% of my employees, if not more, are all minority uh, employees. So, nice. I want to walk the talk. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we developed our own technicians. So, these were young kids out of high school, never were not college bound, um, but where they worked in the warehouse. And then we took them and trained them to be. RF engineers, technicians—they're some of the best. So to me, that's important because we are creating uh, our workforce of the future, and we're doing it ourselves, and we're giving them an opportunity. Some of them already bought homes, sending their kids to college. You know, it's so important to do that—buying brand new cars, right? So uh, to me, that—that's the impact I want to make. Right? We are seeing the long-term community impact and um that's why uh you know it's all about the community really so when you talk about that to me that's the way to go and and I'm proud that uh, argent and associate are both black and brown owned company that we have uh, a workforce that re- looks and looks and acts like us
0: I absolutely love that you are talking the talk and walking the walk. Yeah. And I I really, you know, through my experience, a lot of times it doesn't match up. The talk is there, but the walk is not there. So I really, really appreciate the fact that you, um, and you know that that really will impact the community. That will impact generations. So, um, you know, the effort that you're putting forward, I, I really, really do admire. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. Now, can you tell me, do you have any tips for minority businesses who are just starting out?
1: Yes. Um, I think the most important thing is know your business. Know the industry that you're walking into. Um, think of uh, it as a business and not a hobby. Mm-hmm. Think excellent whatever you do, right? And, and make sure that it is profitable because a lot of times people do something that they love, but they can't make money. Right, and they can't grow their businesses. So the only way you can move forward is and grow is to really um, have a passion and understand the industry that you're going into. I would also tell them uh, you don't have to do this alone. As part of a network like the NMSDC and WeBank and others, you have the opportunity to get to know other uh, certified minority-owned business, uh, and that's today we just had a call with a cohort that or consortium of companies, they're all diverse, minority owned companies, and we're going to go after some large opportunities, because, you know, we keep talking about it, Mm -hmm. but we never do it. So, um, you know, that's another suggestion, I would say, you don't have to do it alone. And, um, you know, again, one of the things I am also part of the Kellogg alumni, um, the AMAP. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Together, Corporate Plus and Kellogg working together really can make a big difference to create more class threes and fours because we, uh, I think we have over 827 Kellogg graduates. So really, it's a great opportunity for NMSDC to look at both and say, okay, how do we start branding and bringing these companies together Mm -hmm. uh, or companies together to really create, make a difference in our
0: communities. Excellent. Have you had any challenges? A a lot of times uh, people will say they cannot find diverse suppliers. Uh, I hear that a lot. Have you had challenges finding diverse suppliers for your business?
1: Um, No, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know how to find them. Mm -hmm. I think the challenge is making sure that ethically we all Uh, kind of walk and talk the same right Mm -hmm. Uh, because I've had some dealings with some partners that didn't bode very well Mm -hmm. and so you want to make sure that um, you know finding uh, and vetting them and uh, you know because at the end of the day it's about uh, the morale of the company right your moral compass uh, making sure that you all believe and do the same thing so I, I think that's that's pretty important so um but corporations will always hit the easy button right and we always say that hit the easy button they know companies that have done this they're around for forever they're in the billion dollars Mm -hmm. you know um and so it's easy to go to them because you know they can do it uh i think um corporations as well as agencies need to kind of step out and say okay how do i lift up others and so that to me is a challenge um that uh, that we see in the industry,
0: mm-hmm. most definitely. And there's that lifting part again, very important. Yes. <laughs> Why do you think it's important to recognize the contributions of minority business owners, entrepreneurs?
1: Because the growth of these companies are going to be the future of our of our country. Mm-hmm. Think about um, you know the issues we've had in the past. Uh, the only way to uh, to get the communities out of poverty and get communities out of some of these issues is really to start creating wealth within these underserved communities. Mm-hmm. So the reason why they have to do it and why they should do it is because you have diversity of thought, diversity yes. of, um, of uh, achievements, right? So, you know... Uh, the future is going to be, you know, the majority, the minorities are going to be the majorities at one time, right? right. Like Think about the, the Hispanic community, how fast it's growing, right. and the number of Hispanics and, and African Americans that are growing their businesses. So um, yeah, I think it's important to take rise and make sure that uh, we feed because we are the feeder pool also for other corporations, right? As we're training them, as a matter of fact, several of my employees were picked up from some of these large corporations after I've trained them and and so mm-hmm. we are the feeder pool of the future. And so I think it's important for everyone to recognize that.
0: Yes. Love the, the feeder pool to the future. I love that. Yes. <laughs> As we start to wrap up, I wanted to ask if there's any lessons that you would like to share with our leaders, any um, advice, any lessons, maybe your personal motto, anything that you would like to leave us with today.
1: Um. Yeah, I. I think that the most important thing is uh, be your authentic self, be kind, uh, work uh, cohesively uh, across various lines, right? Um, I think all too often we stay focused on just our business, but think of, um, you know, you got to be profitable. That, that's a given. You can't hire people. You can't, um, you know, you can't grow your business if you're not profitable. So profitability is key. Uh, Make sure that you network because the networking within all these organizations is key because you never you'll never know. You can find some nuggets out there and um, and just uh, stay focused and make sure you understand your business. And the you know, I the one thing that I've always said is, um, you know, say what you're going to do and do it. So uh, that's that's my motto.
0: Say what you're going to do and do it. I think that is great. I so appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us today, Betty. I know you are so busy. You seem like you have a lot going on. You're, you're, you're over there doing, <laughs> doing a lot in Jersey, and we appreciate you taking your time. I look forward to thank meeting you, you one yeah. day in person and continue Absolutely. the great work. I, I, I just really admire people who really impact the community, and I see a lot of the work that you're doing is very impactful. So thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Betty, for sharing more about your story today. And thank you to our viewers for joining us. To learn more about Pride Global, please check out prideglobal.com. And for the NMSDC, please go to nmsdc.org. If you have any questions for the NMSDC or Pride Global, please email us at butfirstpeople at prideglobal.com. Also, don't forget to like, share, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye.